What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 73 of the Two Metal for This podcast. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Justin. How's it going, everybody? And Bobby. I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott, and if you think you're too old to rock and roll, then you are. (laughs) Damn right. So we want to start out the show with some gratitude this week. Who we got? We want to shout out our buddy Jeff Zapita. Hell yeah, Jeff Z. He commented and uh, let us know that, uh, as usual, he enjoys our (laughs) fuck-ups. So uh, with having Justin (laughs) as a full-time host on the show, we can promise you that there will always be plenty of outtakes to go around. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. (laughs) If you haven't already, please give us a like and follow on Facebook and Instagram at 2 Metal for this. Feel free also to drop us an email at 2 Metal for this at yahoo.com. I've left you guys alone for a little while, but if you haven't already, give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Help us get into the good graces of the algorithm gods. Do it. So this week is going to be our year-end review episode. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite albums from 2023 and some of our other favorite moments. Mm. This is a good fucking year for music, mm-hmm. man. It was. Bobby's also got some music reviews for you this week. But since it is the holiday week, and this is a bit of a longer episode, we will be skipping the news this week to get right into the meat of the episode. So here's Bobby with the reviews. All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. Going to rate this stuff on a uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right. This time we got Hebe Katana, their new album, Three. Or for those Philistine buffoons out there, I, I, I. Eight songs, 36 minutes of self-proclaimed samurai doom from Japan. Vocals are up front, and they should not be. They should push that shit back. This dude is a bit pitchy. Cool fuzzy guitars, fat bass, drums are on point. It's a pretty neat bluesy rock and stuff. Standouts are Depressed Blues and The Darkest Priest. Solid stoner rock coming out of the Orient, which is weird. The third full-length album, appropriately named Three from Hebe Katana, is a three and a half upside down pentagrams. Bury the singer, and she'll be cooler. I, I, I. Weed Snake, Grimorium Cannabinero. Seven songs, 43 minutes of Mexican stoner metal. Super chill start to the instrumental opener that gets into a nice grimy groove. Good song to set the tune, and it slides right into the second track, Ritual. This is fuzzy, scuzzy stoner rocking with vocals akin to Brujaria, but they're pushed back enough so as not to be abrasive that it ruins the vibe. The standouts are Maria and Echi Cerdo, which was a fucking skanking good time all of a sudden, and Leche de Ongo, which was a great closer for this record, and that was the fucking best song on the record. Dirty and heavy stuff from south of the border. Check that shit out. The new one from Weed Snake, Grimorium, Cannabinarum, four and a half upside down pentagrams. Abominate. Not the sludge metal band from England. Volcata Polver, which translates to uh, From Dust to Dust, is their new album. Six songs, 27 minutes of Mexican death metal. First track, Possession Stigmata. It's a cool instrumental. Then Dirty Divinity gets this thing going with some sick blast beat type grinds. The guitar tune is killer, super crunchy. Vocals are the monstrous roar and not awesome, but the enthusiasm is there. They're all pretty skilled and there's some cool riffs and grooves throughout, but their weak link is putting everything together. The songs can be a bit of a convoluted mess. The title track is the best song, so good job there. Some cool deaths coming out of Mexico. Me gusta, Abominate, and their latest EP, Volcar Polver, 
four upside down pentagrams. A couple of singles here. We got Hex Wizard with their song Pain. Almost eight and a half minutes of psychedelic stoner rock from North Carolina. And a Squala Grind meat magnet featuring Barney Greenway of Napalm Death. Just over three minutes of death grind power violence from New England. That's all I got this time. Go listen to something with a didgeridoo. Stay curious, motherfuckers. This year went by super fast. Kind of. But it gave us a lot of good fucking music. Oh, my God. So much good stuff. There's no way we'll even be able to talk about all of it. Mm -mm. But we're going to start out by just talking about our top six albums Mm -hmm. of 2023. So I'll go ahead and kick off the conversation with my number six. My number six comes from Beartooth with the album The Surface. Uh, So this is one of the more interesting albums that came out this year. I've been listening to these guys since their first album in 2014. And one thing that's always been really consistent in Beartooth songs was that they're very angry and aggressive. Uh, If you're not familiar with Beartooth, they're basically the brainchild of Caleb Shomo, formerly of Attack Attack. Caleb writes and records all of the music himself and just has a touring band, kind of like Nine Inch Nails. Uh, album before the surface was the below and it was by far the darkest and angriest album that the band had put out it -hmm. was pretty clear listening to it that caleb was in a really dark place emotionally now you get to the surface and it's a complete 180 from that Uh, this album was clearly written by a man who found sobriety and realized his self-worth that may not work for everyone uh, but i really like this album Uh, It's not a musical masterpiece by any means. There's nothing cutting edge going on here musically. I chose this album because of the positive impact it had on my life. Uh, These are some of the most inspirational and personal songs that I've ever heard. And it still has all the core elements of Beartooth. Uh, They're still there, but the lyrical message and the delivery is definitely different. Uh, Songs like Riptide are a great example of this. So if you want to listen to metal and you want to feel some feelings, that rules out Bobby. (laughs) <laughs> but for the rest of you, check out my number six album of the year, Beartooth, with the album The Surface. It's a great album. Right, my number six comes from From Ashes Anew. It's Blackout. Uh, they're new metal from Pennsylvania. This is their fourth album. Uh, it was released July 28th, 12 songs, 41 and a half minutes. Uh, it's got a good opener uh, with Heartache setting the stage for this lyrically driven album with strong hooks. 
Nightmare is the most popular track, 14 million streams, has a killer breakdown, closed with a massive scream from Danny Case. Uh, Hate Me Too, Hope You're Happy, Barely Breathing, and Dead to Me tell an emotional roller coaster of a breakup of some kind. Uh, Monster and Me is one of the heavier songs that the band has ever done and also has quite a bit of rap on it, which they do mix that into their songs, but it's very heavy in this one. Uh, Until We Break uh, features uh, Maddie Mullins from Memphis May Fire, pretty cool track. And it closes with Broken by Design, uh, which is a lot of energy at the end of the album. Uh, if you're looking for solos or anything super technical, this probably isn't for you. It's new metal. Uh, it's fun. Uh, yet it's lyrically emotional. Uh, it's like Linkin Park and Hollywood Undead with a twist. If you're into bands like that, you'll probably enjoy this album. So you won't, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My enough. number six is uh, from From Ashes to New with Blackout. All right. My number six, I got Drain with Living Proof, 10 songs, 25 minutes, a punk and metal flavored hardcore from California. Now, uh, East Coast style hardcore is usually the super chug of beatdown type riffs, but over on the West Coast, you get a little more thrashy punk rockness, which I enjoy. But this album is set the fucking bar for what's going on in hardcore in general. Um, I'd say it's up there at the same level as when the Satisfaction is the Death of Desire came out. Mm. It ain't really changing anything in the scene, but it's injecting a bit of freshness. Everybody in the band is fucking tight. Everything sounds good. It's not the cliche hardcore shit. They're doing something new. I like what they're doing. Everybody else should fucking fall in line in the hardcore scene and see what these motherfuckers are doing because they're doing it right. So my number six was Drain, Living Proof. Mm. Hell yeah. Drain was on my mid-year list and they didn't Mm -hmm. quite make the cut for Mm -hmm. this, but... uh, that's a great fucking album. Definitely one of the ones I played the most this year. So. You did good. Good job. Yeah, man. So getting into number five, my number five comes from Code Orange, with the album The Above. Uh, so this is a band I've been following for years, but never fully was able to get into them. I saw them years ago when the singer was still playing drums. They put on one hell of a show without even having a front man. I thought it was pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I've always checked out their stuff, and I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, they've done something really special here on this album, though. They're blending a lot of different elements, and they're doing it in a way that flows and makes sense, unlike some bands that got really popular this year. (laughs) (laughs) On this album, uh, the band's hardcore roots are still present, but they're blending a healthy dose of industrial metal, new metal, symphonic and operatic elements, and some of the weirdest musical transitions and sound effects That'll make you feel super uncomfortable and somehow make you feel right at home at the same time. Uh, This band is on their way to big things. If you don't believe me, look how much hate they're getting online. (laughs) Metalheads love to hate when their favorite band starts to get popular. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. If you listen to their discography, they've been throwing in all of these elements all along. But you can tell on this album that they just said, fuck it, threw caution to the wind. They just did exactly what they wanted to do. Uh, Standout songs on this album, Theater of Cruelty, Take Shape, featuring Billy Corgan, (laughs) the beautifully composed ballad, Mirror, and one of the heaviest songs on the album, A Drone Opting Out of the Hive. Uh, This album (laughs) has something for everyone. They blend all these genres seamlessly. With more time, this album might have made it further up on the list, but as it stands, Code Orange is my number five with their album, The Above. All right. My number five, uh, Jason just talked about it a minute ago, so I won't go into too much detail, but it's Beartooth with The Surface. 
Hmm. Uh, Metalcore from Ohio. This was released October 13th. Uh, this is the most positive album I've probably ever heard that didn't just <laughs> annoy me. Hmm. Normally, super positive stuff can get cheesy and annoying, and it, right. this isn't like that. Uh, the Surface opens the album. It's high energy. is a good bounce. Super catchy, clean course, which you'll find throughout the entire album. Huge breakdown. Cool track. Riptide as the most popular track with 23 million streams. Um, another catchy chorus. Uh, Doubt Me is an anthem and a fuck you to anyone who doubts you. Uh, Might Love Myself and Sunshine stand out. It's interesting how they blend the very light, positive tone with the heavier metalcore elements, uh, including those breakdowns without it clashing. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, Look the Other Way is an emotional ballad. You can hear Caleb's vocals uh, crack at one point in that. Did you notice that, Jason, near the end of it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, co- they come out of that with kind of a punk-infused track called uh, What Are You Waiting For? And they close it with I Was Alive, which is another super positive song lyrically about living with no regrets. Uh, the first time I listened to this album, I thought it was a little too much. It was too happy and uh, <laughs> too positive. Uh, but after listening to it a few times, uh, it started hooking me in. And it's hard to listen to this album and come away in a bad mood. Uh, I don't want this band to continue down this road, but it was a much-needed album at the right time for me. Number five is from Beartooth, and it is The Surface. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right, my number five. So I just talked about some scummy West Coast hardcore. Now I got Mouth Breather with Self Tape. Ten songs, 23 minutes of hardcore grind math from Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> Uh, like I said, the, the East Coast, they get more of the beat down super chuggas, but uh, this stuff is unorthodox so hardcore. It doesn't really do anything super weird like the normal shit I do. It's just weird for hardcore. They got like samples. It's uh, immaculately super tight. They got the math part in there, but uh, just really fucking well-made album. Uh, I usually like stuff that's a little different in the genre, which uh, drew me to this and also just recently come out. So it's been in the rotation pretty heavy. Uh, if you like hardcore but want something a little bit different, check out Mouth Breather Self Tape. It's pretty fucking badass. All right. I haven't heard that one yet, actually. Mm-mm. I don't think you'll like it, Justin. Probably not. Yeah. Based on what you just described, but you know, yeah, it's, it's fine. The, it's the hardcore shit. You never know, though. All right. Yeah. One day, one day it's going to click. He's got his damn hood up like he's a hardcore Jedi over here. You're going to be a hardcore kid. <laughs> You're going to be throwing kicks in the mosh pit. Mm hmm. Fucking. Two-stepping. Picking up change. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right. So my number four comes from Cattle Decapitation oh. with their album, Terracite. Uh, so this album came out in May, and I fucking slept on it all the way until November. <laughs> Didn't even listen to it. Um, it's weird. Uh, Cattle Decap is a band I've always been aware of, and I've listened to some of their stuff kind of casually here and there, uh, but never, never really got fully into it. But when I listened to this album, I was completely blown away from the opening track, Terracidic Adaptation, through the final track, Just Another Body. Shit doesn't let up. It's a musical assault on the senses. So just go into it prepared. Uh, this album, to me, there's just something beautiful about it. It's weird. Uh, Travis Ryan's vocals go from the death metal growl to the horrific screech and unexpectedly get into some of the weirdest quote-unquote clean vocals I've ever heard in a band like this. <laughs> Sounds like a demon that's doing their best to sing along with the church choir. It's <laughs> fucking weird. Standout tracks for me are We Eat Our Young and Scourge of the Offspring, but every song on here is absolutely brutal, and somehow I find beauty in it. 
much like when I first heard the Lorna Shore album. If you never listened to Cattle Decapitation, this is one hell of an album to start with, and I suggest you check it out. Cattle Decapitation is my number four pick with the album Terracite. Nice. My number four comes from Avenged Sevenfold is Life is But a Dream. Uh, they are from California, if you didn't know. It's an eighth studio album released June 2nd, 11 songs, 51 and a half minutes. We reviewed this uh, in depth earlier this year on episode 41. Uh, the opening track, Game Over, sets the mood for this weird ride you go on with this album. It starts off acoustic, then it speeds up into a fury, wild solos, then slams on the brakes, uh, going back to the acoustic and almost whimsical before smashing you in the face again. And that's kind of what the album does. It's all over the place. Uh, Nobody's the most popular track on the album with 27 million streams. Mattel is my favorite. It's one of the heaviest tracks that Avenged has put out in a long, long time. They get almost progressive death metal at the 250 mark killer track uh the album gets really experimental on the back half with uh g o and d uh closing and the uh the piano instrumental title track is the closer uh life is but a dream i got to see the majority of this album live this year and the stage presentation and visuals uh they add to the songs and the experience and makes you appreciate the vision they had for this album uh get your levels right and enjoy the ride number four is life is but a dream (laughs) So I remember when the uh, album came out and you guys was like, it's kind of weird and you got to be on your levels and get some sort of uh, substance in you. Was the live show like it, it was built around that? Yeah. yeah all right. Mm-hmm. They definitely want people feeling good and looking at the, all these trippy visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had the visuals over their actual live performance being played. So like they'd show shadows up on the screen, mm-hmm. what he's playing there in real time. Mm-hmm. And they'd have trippy visuals over that, which I had never seen anything like that before. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. Yeah, like they were distorting their image in real time. That's yeah. cool. That was pretty neat. Fuck yeah. On right. top of other, you know, pre-made visuals and stuff. So but I'm saying yeah. they put a lot of fucking work into that album. And that's cool that they're trying to put something into the visuals also. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Good job. All right. My number four, Porta Nigra with Weldente. Nine songs, 48 minutes of German black metal. Now, they say they're black metal. They don't really sound like black metal. Uh, There's a couple of songs that have like a little bit of the synths in the background, but it's pretty much just straight up meat and taters death metal. So I'm guessing possibly the lyrical contents will make some black metal, but I don't speak German, so I don't know what the fuck they're saying. (laughs) But the standout songs are Goederblut and Vulcanbrand, just fucking really great, grindy death metal. Fucking Porta Nigra is my favorite black metal band if they're black metal. So definitely check that shit out. <laughs> Goderblut. Mm. That shit sounds hard as fuck. Mm. It's cool. It's Goderblut. Yeah. <laughs> I sing along with this shit. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> Vulcan brand. I don't know. It's all, all right. about end of the world shit. You know. Nice. Nothing happy. At least that's what you think. I looked into some of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, uh, the, well, Puerto de Nigra is like, uh, like a, the dark gate or a gate to hell or some shit. And Weldente, I think it means like the end of the world. And it's, you know, common death metal themes and shit. It's fun. I like Fun shit. So rewinding back to just a couple minutes ago, my number three pick is Avenge Sevenfold. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, with Life is But a Dream. We have some of the same uh, picks. Imagine that. Thought. Hey, lately we've been kind of far apart, so... Yeah, we're talking albums of the year, though, now, I'm, so... I'm glad we're reunited, man. Yeah, I, mean, I missed you, Justin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, like Justin said, we we did, a, we did a spotlight on this back on episode 41, and 
I think I gave it a four out of six at the time, if I remember right. Uh, I definitely would rate it a lot higher now, but I didn't know what to make of it at the time. Uh, but once I lived with it for a while, it's definitely one of the most exciting albums I heard in a long time. Uh, definitely a journey, best consumed as a whole album. And uh, just captivates you from the opening track all the way to the end. And like Justin said, getting to see it live, I think, made you appreciate it even more. Yeah. Because they did have all those cool visuals to go along with it. Uh, but this album gave me one of my favorite Avenged Sevenfold songs of all time, which is Mattel, mm. uh, along with songs like Cosmic and Beautiful Morning, which are more progressive and subdued. I even love the closing track, which is just piano. Uh, so I know it's a bit premature to say this, but this may end up being the album of the band's career. But we'll wait and see. I'm not proclaiming mm. that right now, uh, but it's definitely up there. Avenged Sevenfold's Life is But a Dream. That's my number three. Great pick. My number three comes from Avatar and is Dance Devil Dance. They are from Sweden. This is their ninth studio album released February 17th. It's 11 tracks for 41 minutes. And we reviewed this one in depth way back on episode 22. If you want to go check that out. Opens with the title track, Dance Devil Dance. A track that does what a title track should. Perfectly represents this album. A psycho circus of fun. Cool riff. Uh, groovy, huge vocal, theatrical. I've seen them twice this year, and they open with this both times. It's just a killer track. Uh, On the Beach has some real funky bass riffing. Gotta Wanna Riot has one of the has to be one of the funnest songs I've mm, heard this year. Good. And Bobby gets a ton of shout-outs in this track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Dirt I'm Buried In is uh, my favorite track on the album. I love the opening riff and the guitar work throughout. Uh, the verses are also very mellow while the chorus hooks you at, back in. Violence No Matter What closes out the album has a feature from Lizzie Hale uh, has to be the heaviest track on the album you could argue that Clouds Dipped in Chrome is heavier but I'll, I'll give you that one uh, maybe they're right there uh, it's a really cool way to close out a crazy uh, fun album uh, from a band that is must see live my number three is Avatar's Dance Devil Dance that was a good one I like oh, yeah. that one alright my number three King Gizzard and the Lizard oh, Wizard. Yeah. Petrodragonic Apocalypse or the Dawn of Eternal Night and Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. Bravo. That was Seven beautiful. songs, just under 49 minutes of progressive stoner thrash from Australia. This album was fucking cool, man. Really interesting vocal stuff on the songs Witchcraft and Dragon was a fucking badass song. But uh, the length of these songs matched my time it took me to get to work. So often we just kick on the one song. By the time I got to work, it was over. And I enjoyed that. Uh, just crazy fun thrash from this weird band. This is like their 26th or 7th album. The second one they kicked, or the first of two they kicked out this year. These guys are constantly doing shit. Not all of it lands, but this album totally did. I fucking love this album. It's super fun. I love thrash. I wish they would just do that instead of the other dumb shit they're doing. But, you know. What are you going to do? So, yeah, definitely check out King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, Petrodragonic Apocalypse for short, if you like thrash. If nothing else, they win for the best band name. And they got really cool album artwork on that one, too. They oh, got yeah. a lot of cool shit, but yeah. they just lob some turds sometimes. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, my number two pick comes from In Flames with the album Foregone. We reviewed this album way back on episode 21. I believe I gave it a five out of six at the time, if I remember correctly. Uh, I would say that rating held up. I'd possibly even rate it a little higher now. 
In Flames has been a polarizing band for years, starting around the soundtrack era, with many longtime fans turning their back on the band because they disliked the new sound. Uh, they didn't really lose me until A Sense of Purpose came out, uh, but I'm happy to say that I'm back on board with this band in full force. This album's fucking killer. I think it's the best album they made since Come Clarity, yeah. maybe even since Clayman. Uh, they managed to bring back enough of their old school flavor while still keeping the best elements of the newer sound, and it comes across really genuine. It doesn't just sound like fan service. So some of the best songs in the band's discography are right here on this album. Songs like State of Slow Decay and The Great Deceiver are instant classics, in my opinion. Uh, but what really sets the album apart from other recent albums really is the production. Uh, this album is very guitar-driven, and they brought the guitars back to the forefront of the mix without sacrificing any of the hooks. album is absolutely killer, and I spent many, many, many hours with it this year. My number two pick is In Flames with Foregone. Right. It was a really good album. I don't think I spent enough time with it. You didn't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> One listen. <laughs> it's enough, man. I got, I got what they were doing. Yeah. My number two pick comes from Dark Divine. It is Deadly Fun. Uh, this is new metalcore, I'll call it. Alternative metal. They're from Orlando, Florida. Uh, this is their debut album, though they did have a seven-track EP last year. Seven tracks is basically an album. So, But this is the official first release. And it came out September 8th. It's 10 songs, 33 minutes. Uh, I found this band in August and they instantly went into heavy rotation. Uh, if bands had siblings, this would be Motionless and White's little brother. And I love Motionless and White. So. Motionless mm -hmm. and Light. Moving around in black. <laughs> <laughs> Moving around in black. The opening track is the title track and, again, perfectly represents the album. Poor samples, chuggy guitars, harsh vocals balanced with huge, clean, catchy choruses and big breakdowns. Uh, Drown is the most popular track on the album. Terrifier, Dancing Dead, Paper Crown, and Hive Minor. Very strong four-song section in the middle. Uh, and The Reaper closes the album and is the heaviest track. Uh, lyrically, the album is about an individual's fear of literal, spiritual, and emotional death wrapped up in this crazy circus vibe. Uh, it's tons of fun and a must-listen for fans of the genre. My number two is Dark Divine's Deadly Fun. Nice. So this year, 2023, was an unbelievable year for death metal. Like everybody cranked out shit. Obituary, Cannibal Corpse, Cryptopsy, Suffocation, Incantation, Dying Fetus. So many fucking incredible goddamn death metal albums. But I always like it a little bit weirder. So Zoff, their album Exogalactic, is my favorite death metal album this year. Eight songs, 39 minutes, technical blackened death thrash from Washington. This shit's like if aliens showed up and it's like, we bring you death metal from beyond the stars. Like, it's standard death grind melodic brutality, but they got weird changes and weird little noises. It's alien sci-fi-ness. It's just so fucking fun to listen to. Zoff, it's so galactic. Coolest death metal album of the year, and that's fucking saying something, because 2023 was death metal. A lot metal of death metal, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, number one. Drum roll, please. I'm no drummer. Mm -mm. My number one comes from Silosis with the album A Sign of Things to Come. Mm -hmm. This album completely took me by surprise. I didn't know anything about this band before this album came out. 
I actually thought they were one of the many, many cookie cutter Genty metalcore bands that all have the same guitar tones and song progressions. But man, was I fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. I decided to check this band out after hearing an interview with their vocalist, guitar player, and primary songwriter, Josh Middleton, who, as you may remember, announced his departure from Architects earlier in the year. What I didn't realize is that he's been the brainchild of Silosis long before he had ever joined Architects. Anyways, this album is a fucking masterclass in heavy fucking metal. It's got a nice, healthy dose of groove in it and some of the catchiest hooks I've heard on a metal album. And these are not sing-along ding-dong hooks. If you're a fan of Pantera, Machine Head, Skin Lab, or maybe even Lamb of God, you're probably going to fall in love with this album. The title track, Sign of Things to Come, is definitely the standout track. But this album is absolutely incredible. And if I would have had more time with it, I have no doubt that it would have topped my Spotify wrapped. But the album didn't come out until September. Uh, the album's the total package. Straightforward metal, no gimmicks, banging-ass guitar tone, big hooks, and amazing lyrics. If you want to know what kind of metal gets my heart pumping, check out my number one album of 2023, Silosis, A Sign of Things to Come. Mm-hmm. Shit is hard. It's another one that's uh, I just didn't spend enough time with, but it's on my honorable mentions, as well as In Flames, Foregone, and uh, Unearthed the, the Wretched and the Ruinous. Those, are, those, are, those are my album. three honorable mentions that I just I just didn't spend enough time with them this year. So maybe we'll revisit this next year and they'll make it. But my number one comes from Orbit Culture, and it is Descent. Uh, mm-hmm. This is melodic death metal from Sweden. Uh, this is their fourth album released August 18th. It's 10 songs, 48 and a half minutes. Opens with the instrumental Descending, which pulls you right in, getting you ready for the battle that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Mountain uh, is in your face with the riff, the massively heavy drums and ominous chanting. The track continues to build through intricate riffing, double bass, and the vocals range from death metal to heavy to melodic. I mean, he's all over the place with it, mm-hmm. but it's seamless. Uh, there's huge drum kicks, 330 in. It's like you're marching right into battle, and that feeling continues throughout this entire album. Everything has a massive sound. Uh, Sorrower is fucking intense, and some incredible steady machine gun drums for the last minute plus of that track. Uh, from the inside, shows off the vocal range even more. Uh, the more melodic stuff reminds me of early Hetfield and Metallica, and the harsh is kind of like a monomarth at times. <laughs> uh, Vultures of the North is the uh, yeah, most popular track. That's the one. Uh, the drums lead this track, but there's part where the, there's an eerie riff that joins, and it becomes like this slasher movie chasing cool vibe to it. <laughs> uh, they continue the relentless pace with Alienated and uh, The Isle of Fire. Uh, Undercity has a sad but true pendulum swing to it, but it's heavier and doesn't suck. Uh, the title track, Descent, has a catchy chant-like chorus. Uh, the bridge has so much groove and bounce to it. It's really cool. Bang your head to that shit. Uh, the album closes with uh, Through Time, which starts off acoustic and melodic, very unlike anything else on the album. Uh, it does kick up during the course, but it's mostly a melodic closer to let your mind rest after the battle you just went through. Uh, lyrically, this is also a very he- heavy album if you really dig into it. There are no skip tracks, no filler. It's all killer. Uh, this is the only true six of the year, in my opinion. Uh, so Orbit Culture's Descent is my number one album of the year. Uh, also, just a few weeks ago, they dropped a three-track EP titled The Forgotten, which just continues the brutal assault and is not to be missed. These guys are opening for Machine Head in early 2024. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, that was, that was cool stuff from them, man. Orbit Culture. 
Yeah, so this year was kind of a disappointment in my normal genre. There was a few pretty good albums, but this one, luckily, was a fucking six. I enjoyed it all year. It came out pretty early this year. Church of Misery, Born Under a Mad Sign, Seven Songs, 53 Minutes, is Stoner Doom from Japan. Now, they've had other albums, and I kind of fucking blew these guys off, but I really enjoyed when... I kind of blew these guys off, but I really enjoyed this album, surprisingly enough. It just fucking hit every itch I have in this genre. The fucking opening track, Beltway Sniper, is one of the coolest openers I've heard this year. Starts off with, like, the news report of uh, them fucking shootings that was going on in uh, Washington a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And in the background is a guy racking a gun, and you hear shit firing off, and then the guy's describing more accounts of the murders and stuff, and then, bang, the goddamn song kicks in, and it's just sweet, sludgy fucking stoner doom. Love this fucking band. The vocals are cool. Like every, I would be in this band. If it wasn't in a death metal band, I would play this fucking shit. Church of Misery. Thank you for kicking out something worth listening to because the stoner doom genre was not happening this year. So my number one pick, Church of Misery. Check that shit out. So if you guys are still hanging in there with us, we're going to get into uh, top six songs of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are going to be songs that were not on our album list. Uh, so I'll kick it off. Um, my number six was not on my album list, but it was on Bobby's. But I got to talk about it anyways, because it comes from Drain yeah. with the song FTS, mm-hmm. K-Y-S, which means find the strength, kill yourself. <laughs> Uh, sounds terrible when you say it like that, but if you actually dig into the lyrics, he's basically saying like, kill the negative, you know, poor version of yourself Mm. and recreate yourself even stronger. It's some Jamie Josta type shit. Mm. Uh, it's my favorite song on that album for sure. Yeah. So, uh, that's my number six drain with FTS Mm. KYS. All right. Uh, my number six comes from Ghoul Town. It was Evil, right. Evil Eye. It was just a single. Mm-hmm. Really cool track, though. And I'm hoping they put out a new album next year. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, my number six, probably a surprise to the listeners, but Seven Dust with Fence. Three and a half minutes of unorthodox radio-friendly metal from Georgia. Off of their album Truth Killer. Now, you usually don't get into the more uh, radio-friendly stuff, but this song is catchy as fuck. Best song on the album, I thought. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Check that out, Seven Dust. Yeah. If they were really paying attention, they shouldn't be surprised because you, you kind of gushed over that particular track mm-hmm. like when, when you did the review. Definitely caught me off guard the first mm-hmm. time I heard it. Uh, my number five comes from a band called Gore Pig. Mm-hmm. This is a good track. <laughs> with the album Pigsty. <laughs> uh, so this band, I don't even know how I found them. I don't remember. Came up as a recommendation or something. Uh, but it's basically like... New deathcore, I guess maybe you would call it. It's deathcore with, uh, you know, some new metal like catchy elements. Sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> new deathcore. That's yeah. the that's the new thing they're trying to do, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So basically, all those people that can't stand new metal and hate on deathcore all the time, mm. we found a way to annoy the fuck out of you mm-hmm. even harder. Uh, if that sounds interesting to you, check out my number five, Gore Pig, with the song Pigsty. Nice. All right, my number five comes from Jason's absolute favorite band of the year, Falling in Reverse. <laughs> it is Watch the World Burn. <laughs> Say what you want about Ronnie, but the the vocal 
transition he has in this track where he starts off rapping kind of slow and then fast and then he slowly builds it into metal and gets heavier and heavier and heavier it's very impressive and I, I don't know if there's another vocalist that has that kind of range to go through all those different styles that seamlessly and the way the band follows through with it too is also very impressive yeah if only he could make it work all the time though you know it's just like an every once in a while thing like i'll skip four shows but then i can i can pull it off on the fifth one to be fair they haven't canceled any shows since earlier in the year but <laughs> yeah Watch the World Burn from Falling in Reverse is my number five. All right, my number five. This was uh, recommended by you there, Jason. Love this fucking band. And this is my favorite song off that fucking album. Pizza Death with Napalm Cheese. <laughs> Just over a minute and a half of Party Thrash from Australia. Off the album Rain of the Antichrist. That's just fun thrash metal about pizza. Hell yeah. If you don't want to listen to that, it's dumb. You don't like pizza? You don't like thrash? Fuck. Pizza Death, Napalm Cheese. And Napalm yeah. Cheese! And the album cover is probably the best album cover of the year. Ah, it's so fun. <laughs> All their songs are fun, man. I like that shit. So my number four comes from Mental Cruelty with their song Symphony of a Dying Star. Uh, if you're not familiar with Mental Cruelty, it is melodic deathcore from Germany. I've talked about them a few times on the show, but if you're a fan of Lorna Shore, you're probably going to dig it. Yep. All right. My number four comes from Slaughter to Prevail. It is Vikings four and a half minutes of deathcore. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a single. Really hoping these guys put out an album this coming year. I think it could be like a game-changing album the same way Lorna Shore was just a couple years ago. Yeah, they were the ones with the deathcore. I know we just told my yep. deathcore didn't make Nah, they made a huge fucking splash. Yeah, so yeah they, they just haven't put out an album this year. There's just a couple songs here and there, and then Alex is putting out singles, but stay yeah. relevant. When that next album drops, it's going to be it's going to be massive. So mm -hmm. Slaughter to Prevail is Viking. They're fucking my... headlining Milwaukee Metal Fest. That's they huge, are. man. Over in flames. Yeah, hmm. that is it's wild. wild. Yeah. So uh, my number four comes from Raider Juggernaut Cerebra Four. Six minutes of melodic death metal from Canada off their album Trial by Chaos. Uh, this one snuck under the radar, and I caught it a couple months late. But man, Raider, which is a pretty dumb fucking name, they're kicking out consistent melodic death metal that's brutal as fuck. So if you like that shit, check out Raider. Oh, yeah. Dumb name, though. Dumb name. <laughs> I remember when you covered it uh, in the reviews, and I was like, it sounded so dumb and it's lame. Dumb. And it's, then I listened to it, I was like, man, this is really good. I, I like, like it. it sounds like a 13-year-old's thrash band or something. Yeah. And then you listen to it, you're like, oh, my God, those guys are bad as fuck. Um, yeah. I... I, I I like the name. It reminds me of like the Raiders, the whole imagery of the Oakland Raiders. Or what is it? The Las Vegas Raiders now, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I like the name. All right. Or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. I don't know. To me, it's got a kind of a cool vibe to it. All right. Well, there you go. It's just kind of stock, but yeah, it is. But it's, I don't know. It's simple. It, it yeah. fucking, they do. It's well, short and simple. You can, at, least, at least you can pronounce it. I mean, they did everything right. You know what I mean? One so. of the biggest bands of all time is called Slayer. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's pretty stock. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mega death slayer. I mean, mega death, super death. <laughs> no, mega death, death is what uh, over five hundred thousand people. This is just an actual term. It's a yeah, it's a unit. Of I got deaths. you. I got you. It usually just, has an A in it. Though, but yeah, yeah. I'm just, but I'm just saying, like sometimes a simple name, right. easy to pronounce. Yeah, is the think, best way. I, to go, I think so. you're right. And and that's like, that's why I brought Biggly Bong and their dumbass fucking name. You can't even fucking read it. Then they also suck, anyways. Whatever. Yeah. The no Raider band. is surprisingly like the talent doesn't match the name. It's fucking unbelievable. Moving on. Good pick. <laughs> uh, 
All right. My number three comes from August Burns Red. Right. And if you had asked me earlier in the year, I would have expected this album to make my top six, but there was a lot to choose from this year. That was a good album, too. Nah, but damn good song on this album features Jason Richardson. If you want to get your face shredded off with some technical noodling, uh, this is some good technical metalcore. Check it out. That's my that number one. Yeah. three pick. My number three pick comes from Eminence. It is Heaven Shall Burn. It's actually a band I just found recently because they're going to be uh, an opening band on Rockville. So I was just randomly checking out bands and they popped up. It's uh, like Swedish metalcore. Yeah. But again, this is just a single, so I'm hoping to hear a new album next year. Eminence with Heaven Shall Burn is my number three. All right. My number three is Signo Rojo and their song Looking Glass Self. Four minutes of sludge metal from Sweden. There was a hole here was the album. That was some good stoner sludge. Like I said, there wasn't a lot this year, but Signal Rojo, their album was real fucking badass, and I've listened to that song ever since it's come out. It's a good one. Getting into number two. <laughs> Obituary. Nice. Hey. That was another good album this year. Title track, Dying of Everything. Mm-hmm. Badass song title. And the song is exactly what you would expect. It's some badass Tampa death metal. Mm-hmm. Got the old school vibes with the new school production. Sounds fucking great. Mm-hmm. Ken with them sweet ass fucking solos. Oh yeah. Good job. My number two comes from Bobby's favorite band. Oh yeah. Lincoln Park. Oh. It is the song Lost. Uh, an emotionally lyrically driven roller coaster uh it's just cool to hear chester this many years after he passed it's like uh it's like he was resurrected it feels kind of like ai but it's not ai and it's just completely it's chester man that that range is unmatched so uh lincoln park's lost is my number two all right stinking park stinking park <laughs> i'll back completely it to the end. other end of the music genre i got dread witch with serpent god just under eight minutes a sludgy stoner doom from denmark the fucking dutch watch out for them off their album tower of the severed serpent that was some good stoner doom right there like i said there wasn't much coming out of there this year but dread witch they fucking pulled it off serpent god check that one out so my number one Comes from Many Eyes with the song Mystic Chord. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the one that I didn't even realize was out until Bobby put it in his reviews, uh, but features Keith Buckley, formerly of Every Time I Die. Pretty much my favorite lyricist of all time. Uh, great to hear him doing some new stuff. The first song that came out was pretty good, but it was a little bit more um, just kind of standard. They took some more risks on this one, got a little bit weird. So uh, that's my number one. Many eyes with the song Mystic Chord. That's a good one. All right, my number one song that was not on uh, any of the albums in our top six comes from Ice Nine Kills with Meet and Greet. I don't know how they held on to this song for two years and not release it, uh, but it came out on the, uh, what was it, like a special edition of Welcome to Horrorwood bonus track. Mm. It's about Hannibal Lecter. It's fucking cool. It's one of the best Ice Nine Kills songs they have ever done. So to hold on to it for that long and not release it, that was a nice treat this October to get that to drop. Hell yeah, it was. Ice Nine Kills, meet and greet. All right, my number one comes from As in Hell, Island of Dead Men. Three minutes of death metal. This is a super group, so they're kind of from everywhere. I think they're mostly Scandi. Not sure. Uh, Empire was the album, but this was probably the catchiest fucking death metal song that come out this year. Really fucking cool. I love super groups. 
especially when it's a bunch of guys from bands that suck and then they just form a shit like this and it's bad as fuck because as in hell is definitely better than the other three bands that they're from so check out some catchy death metal as in hell island of dead men oh yeah so what would you guys say was uh your best concert overall this year oh man like top to bottom easily Started with Creeping Death, which are an up-and-coming band. They had a fucking cool album this year, which featured Corpse Grinder on there. Those guys were a great opening band. They came out there and fucking gave it their all. I mean, it was fucking hot as shit. Florida, they're out there with no shirts, just cranking it out. Fucking really good performance. Then Sacred Reich followed them. Fucking veterans blew me away with how fucking perfect they were. They fucking stole that show, I think. And then Municipal Waste who I'm not a fan of, but I've seen several times, and they always fucking crush it. But judging by the uh, crowd, they were kicking out a good set list. But the best death metal fucking show I've ever seen. Carcass headlined this thing and just fucking blew me away. The set, the sound, the precision. They had cool fucking shows going, like weird surgical tools and stuff, like up on the lights and smoke, and it was fucking just unbelievable. To see Carcass pull that shit off. So that was, that, that was the best show I've seen. Was that overall show or just single? That was the whole show, yeah. Okay. Like, from top to bottom, like, wow. Like, fucking unbelievable. So, I don't have one. I couldn't narrow it down just to one. I do have a number one, but I want to mention four different shows that I thought were amazing this year. Mm-hmm. Sure, man. We'll make it all about you. Yep. Right. Yep. You'll probably agree with these because you were <laughs> at every single one of these shows, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll, uh, the number four, I'll say was May 19th at Janus Live in St. Pete. It was Avatar, was the headline. Uh, Velamaya and Orbit Culture opened. Fucking killer, killer show. show. Mm. Uh, Then November 10th, Hard Rock Live. I did not expect this show to be this good, but it absolutely blew me away. Vended was the opener of Mice and Men came next, and Bullet for My Valentine closed. I never expected that much out of any of those bands, and they all over-delivered. It was a great show. Mm. Uh, April 5th, Janice Live again. This was a heavy fucking show. Boundaries Open, Body mm. Snatcher, Brand of Sacrifice, Shadow of in- Intent, Lorna Fucking Shore mm. was the headline. Fuck yeah. They played almost the entire album. Absolutely killer. We did a Tales from the Tour on this. If you guys want to go back and check that out, that was a killer show. Mm. But number one, another one we did a Tales from the Tour on was Scranton Apocalypse Fest, headlined by Motionless and White. With Parkway Drive, Knock Loose, Amity Affliction, and quite a few other bands. That was September 16th in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That was my favorite show of the year. The way they put together that festival, like the turnover in between bands was minimal. Everything was on schedule except for Motionless. They came on a little bit later, but they delivered on a whole new level. Absolutely, they're a headline band for as big a show as they want to do ever. Great, great show. Scranton Apocalypse Fest was the best mm-hmm. show I've seen, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that was my best overall as well. Uh, honorable mention to the most recent uh, Ice Nine Kills show in Orlando. Uh, in this moment, Ice Nine Kills, Avatar, and New Year's Day. That was a great lineup overall. That was a really good one, too. Uh, everybody really brought it, but it was the best uh, production that I've seen uh, on an Ice Nine Kills show. They really stepped it up a lot. But as far as, you know, so that's the whole concert experience. But what about, uh, you know, like just a single live performance? Oh, easily. Goat whore. So three <laughs> fucking times this year and three <laughs> times they blew everything out of the floor. I would not want to fucking 
follow these dudes. Was there any of the three times it was better than the others? Or they the all best did? was when they were direct support for I Hate God. Yeah. And they <laughs> should have I Hate God comes out. I was like, man, we do not like following these guys. <laughs> They're like, we do not have the same energy as these guys. We're going to tell you right the fuck now. <laughs> but uh, the first time I seen him, they headlined at the Orpheum. And then they was direct support at the Brass Mug. And they sounded better at the Brass Mug. And they were just like in a even more partying mood than they normally are. Um, and then the third time I seen him just recently, a couple weeks back, was again amazing. And uh, I was partying next to the bass player's sister, who is the most wholesome lady I've ever fucking seen. And she's out there like raising the roof while goat <laughs> horse playing. And she's like, that's my brother. And I was like, okay. A couple songs go by and there's a lull in between songs. And the bass player's like, that's my sister with the same... <laughs> pride and love and i was like that is adorable as fuck you know because it's the bass player from goat whore who loves goat whore more than anybody else on the planet it was just really fucking cool to see that but those dudes are amazing they don't fuck up it's just oh i'm gonna see them every fucking time i can goat whore best live band i i had three performances that really stood out one was lorna shore which briefly talked about uh papa roach surprisingly september 29th at the tampa amphitheater you can laugh all you want bobby they should have headlined that place was basically sold out no he's choking on a cock he probably is i'm in a coke sorry like they uh they fucking crushed it tons of energy but the single best performance i've seen all year was motionless and white at scranton apocalypse fest they put a stamp on how big of a band they are now Mm. yeah definitely uh, for me, this one was kind of tough because we've been to so many good shows this year and they were all good for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm just going with the actual performance, like the execution, sound quality, etc., it's Lorna Shore all day. Mm. Um, if you want to hear more about that show, we, we did a whole review of it on episode 32. Uh, but if I'm looking at kind of the whole package, like the, you know, the stage show and everything, uh, I'm going with Avenged Sevenfold incredible uh, stage was, yeah. show perfectly complimented their new songs and again you want to hear more about that one check it out on episode 59 all right so we talked about best show and the best bands but was there like the coolest moment you had this year you got something that stuck out stood out stuck out that's the thing a moment that stood out because i do the coolest moment of this fucking year thanks to you mr jarvis <laughs> i drank a fucking beer while fear played more beer. And that was fucking cool. I didn't think that would ever happen in my life. And it just randomly did. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get an extra ticket. What? We're going to go see fear, Megadeth, and the fucking Misfits. And there I am, two-fisting it. And my favorite drinking song is played by the band itself. Fucking cool. Yeah, man. That was a good time. And he really was two-fisting it, too. It was funny as hell. Goddamn right. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a simple moment. But when Doc Coyle was just standing behind us and we're sitting there I don't remember who we were watching offhand. It was uh, Lions at the Gate. Lions at the Gate. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a cool moment. Just to, you um, know, I mean, that, someone like Doc standing behind you and you're just like, oh, shit, you know, it's cool. That that was that was my moment, man. Why there you, you got to steal my shit? I'm sorry. Uh, it was want, fucking awesome, man. wanted mm. to meet uh, Doc Coyle for a long time. Like, he's one of the people I look up to most in the metal scene. Uh, uh, he's a badass guitar player, but it's more about his personality and all the stuff that he does for the scene. He's involved in all kinds of stuff. He's got a great podcast called the X-Man Podcast, if you haven't checked it out. Uh, but, yeah, it was just awesome to be able to 
Like you said, we just turned around and he's just there. Like, yeah. Just like a regular dude, just hanging he's out like watching a the real show, man. Person. Yeah. Mm, that's always wow. fun. Uh, you, you, you ran into all kinds of people, but you also ran into Scooter Ward at a freaking <laughs> airport bathroom. Yeah, that was pretty, that's pretty cool, too, you know? man. I was pretty excited <laughs> about that. I guess I got a brief one of those at a second show. Goat whore had a beer with them because they liked my shirt. Not today, Jesus. They were like, hey, so I had a beer with old Ben. That was fucking cool. (laughs) So what was the uh, most surprising band you've seen uh, this year live? One that you weren't expecting much out of, and they just were just like, wow. Oh, I said earlier, uh, the Sacred Reich. Yeah. Like, they were fucking, like, super professional veterans. Just fucking crushed it. Played the hits, played the fucking deep tracks. Uh, younger kids that didn't know what the fuck they were seeing by the end of the show, they were out there in the pit skanking and stuff. Just really fucking incredible. Sacred right. Check yeah. them out. Nice. Uh, for me, it was definitely knocked loose. Uh, I don't know that I've seen a band bring that level of intensity Ooh, to a live performance. Uh, I can only imagine what it must have been like to see them back in the day when they were still playing the smaller venues. Yeah. That was a killer live performance from a band I didn't really listen to prior to that. So. Yeah, my most surprising live performance, I've mentioned it a few times, but it was Orbit Culture opening for Avatar. I knew nothing about the band going in, and they've become like my favorite band of the year. Probably. Ain't that the, the best when impact. you see an opening band, and they're fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and then they become like one of your favorite bands? Well, it was shit. like perfect timing, too. I seen them, then they dropped that album, blowing up, and it's just like, it just continued after storm. that. Yeah. So. Any shows coming up that you guys are excited about? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So I got Pantera, Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. Super excited about that one. Oh, mm-hmm. and the next show is actually Tool, which I always love seeing Tool. So right. I'm um, pretty stoked about Go Ahead and Die. That's like the one I'm really excited about. Body Farm opening. Body, body Farm. Bag <laughs> I was about to body say, like, Body Bag fuck? opening. I'm sorry. Body Bag. Oh, yes. man. I was about to get super There's excited. bodies. Yeah. Maybe it's Body Snatcher. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was Body Box. It's Body Box. Yeah, but man. Uh, there'll be other shoes probably later in the year. I'm sure High on Fire will be out here and clutching the everybody. The floor. But go ahead and die, man. Pretty stoked about that. Yeah, for me, uh, Pantera, Lamb of God, and then the next morning we go and get on the on the cruise for Shiprock. So, oh nice. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, we got we got that Machine Head show too with Orbit Culture fucking opening and Fear Factory. And Fear Factory. That's gonna be a good one too. Yeah. Any uh, albums coming out that you guys are excited about? Yeah, I kind of mentioned. Uh, Hope and Slaughter puts out an album, mm-hmm. Eminence. Uh, Brand of Sacrifice dropped a bunch of singles in 2023, hoping an album comes. Is Chimera and God forbid putting out anything? I don't They're know. Get together, I, you know? I hope so. Uh, I'm hoping for that. Shadows Fall? Uh, hoping yeah, for Shadows that's Fall. That's on my list. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but biggest for me, uh, you're going to say it. I'm hoping Many Eyes nope. and Better Lovers, both of them. Mm-hmm. If I can't get an ETED album, goddammit, then I'll take an album from each of the counterparts. All right. How about Howard Jones and Adam D's project, which is almost done? Yeah, that's going to be pretty cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Kill Switch 2, I guess. And uh, it's been quiet on the Lorna Shore front, so maybe they're working on some new music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's about a year and a half since that album came out. So you I, think I haven't seen them on any of the festival announcements. No festival announcements, no tours currently planned. That's good observation. From what I understand, they should be kicking out something towards the end of the year, but Gorguts, they've been rumored to be back in the studio. Also, Atheist. Uh, it's like the one or two whispers, but whores might be kicking out an album, but definitely looking forward to new high on fire, which is I'm pretty sure done and should be out in the first chunk of the new year. You like high on fire? I do. And cool, they got man. the new drummer. So hopefully it's not going to fucking suck. Cause uh, Lars. <laughs> that would just be the worst. Oh my God. What would you do if high on fire 
somehow got Lars as their drummer. Listen to it and then gong the fucking shit out of it. <laughs> Count me down, fellas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you guys have a uh, a favorite band you discovered this year or bands? Oh, there were so fucking many. What's one that's... Uh... <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I mean, other than Orbit Culture, for me, Dark Divine was one and Spirit World. Thanks, Bobby. That was last year. No, I didn't listen to them until this year. Let's you mentioned see, them last year, fucking, but my ass didn't no, listen right. until this year. <laughs> shit. Uh, I don't know what, what, this, what the standout band I mean, would be. I mean, it was like January, but you know. I guess Porta Nigra, the fucking German black Came out metal. of nowhere, yeah. Man, that was really out of fucking nowhere. I'm yeah. so glad I listened to it because it said black metal, and I was like, I ain't going to listen. And I fucking kicked it on anyway, and that was fucking awesome. So, yeah, I'll take that. I had a lot this year. Obviously, Silosis was the biggest one, uh, but Drain. Oh, Black Pantera. That was a fucking surprise. Wolves in the Throne Room, Defacing God, Make Them Suffer, Mental Cruelty, Melancholia, and Of Sulfur. Yeah, a lot this year. I had a good fucking year, man. Mm. So much good shit. Looking forward to this fucking year, man. Like I said, the, the three of the decades when the fucking shit starts getting cranked out, this is what we're gonna do for the decade, and then like you know, the four, that's when all the fucking brutal shit comes out. Put the gas pedal down. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was a pretty big year. I mean, this is the first full year we had all together. So uh, here's some stats on the show. We had 59 episodes this year, guys. Damn. It's quite a few. So we had seven bonus episodes. Total reviews, 302 total albums were reviewed. Whew. It does not include EPs. Mm. Bobby himself reviewed 168 albums. Jesus. Mm. Not including EPs. Mm. And there were 128 group reviews. God damn. That's a Fuck lot. Yeah. Covering the, the uh, shit. Yeah. The top six albums based on our average ratings that we gave, that we all reviewed together. It's actually a top eight because there's like a four-way tie. But uh, Sepulter is Quadra. Okay. At a 5-6. Rage Against the Machine self-titled was also a 5-6. Okay. Slipknot self-titled was a 5-6. <laughs> Could have been a... Solid six, but somebody doesn't there, like it that much. Well, there's a couple of those in here. Tools Undertale was a five six. Could, oh. could have been a perfect six, but I fucked that one mm-hmm. up too. Uh, Metallica's Master of Puppets was a five six. Uh, that's, yeah, that's Jason it. fucked that one up. <laughs> Metallica's Kill 'Em All was a five eight. I fucked that one up. Uh, Metallica's Ride the Lightning was a five eight. You guys fucked that one up. <laughs> but Sepultura's KSAD is our only perfect six album. Of for year? this year, no, right. fucking name. Uh, we did do uh, <laughs> the White Zombie, White Zombies, yeah, Astro yeah. Creep. Last uh-huh. year, we gave perfect sixes too. So hmm. uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, what two two Sepultura albums on there, three Metallica albums, Slipknot, Tool, and Rage Against the Machine. All good stuff, man. Oh, yeah. All right, that's now the bottom six. Pretty. This is where it gets fun. <laughs> all right, to shit on some stuff here. Yes, I so think Metall- we all know the last one. <laughs> so Metallica <laughs> made the top and the bottom. Nice. <laughs> all right, you welcome everybody. <laughs> so Metallica's Load and Reload were both two point ones. Uh, Damage Plan with Newfound Power was a two point one. <laughs> right. The album that Revolver's been sucking off all year, taking back to Eden from Sleep Token, was a two point one from us. That's it. We two- didn't go on the fuck out of that. No, I gave it a good. We Who were gave fair. It a good score. We we were fair on it. It wasn't absolute dog shit, but it's mm. not this masterpiece that everybody's trying to make it out. No, right. It's this weird fucking album uh, with a couple of decent songs. What did I give that? A two or a three? You gave it a three. That's why it's a little higher than it probably should be. Yeah. But Bobby gave it a one and a half, and I gave it a two. <laughs> I like the outfit. So if I was reviewing know, it again, it probably would probably two. be a one and a half. Oh, one and a half. Yeah, I mean the uh, overexposure is kind of making it 
I don't know. Uh, Bad Omens, The Death of Peace <laughs> yeah, and Mind, another that. one that they seem to love. We gave a 1.6 to that. Fuck that shit. And, of course, Metallica St. Anger didn't even get a 1. It got a point sixty six because <laughs> I gave that shit a fucking zero. <laughs> those are just albums, though. Those are all, you know, those aren't necessarily all new albums. It's just albums in general. But for, uh, for 2023 group reviews on new albums, Obituaries, The Dying of everything we gave a 5.32 that was the highest rated that's album that we one. all reviewed together for all 2023 right. yeah it's good stuff yeah it's a good album bobby you gave 47 sixes this year <laughs> holy 47 fuck. now remember bobby's reviewing a lot more albums than we yeah. are yeah so uh his numbers are going to be, always be higher with this mm. stuff jason you gave 28 sixes i gave 13 they <laughs> gave 13 i gave 13 sixes this i year. can't believe that that's 12 more than i would have it guessed. felt like it was like yeah like two just <laughs> once well yeah uh yeah you really freaked give on the avenge sinful and the orbit culture was really the only thing you was like so in orb yeah uh well i didn't give avenge sinful to six now you know like a three but you were so, like yeah. this is the album because like you were like man I, I haven't had that album this yeah. year like all Orbit fucking culture yeah. ended up being that album yeah, but, yeah. that's a good one and again those are not just 2023 albums reviewed there that's just everything mm-hmm. we reviewed Ones though, Bobby, you gave 13 ones this year. That's it. 13. I'm not going to list them all off. Jason, you gave two ones. They were Mushroom Heads XX and Metallica St. Anger. <laughs> I gave two ones. It was Bad Omens, The Death of Peace of Mind, and Metallica St. Anger, which, as I said, actually got a zero, not a one. Man, the fans love the countdown. We need to somehow, not that I want to listen to something with a one, but, you know, the fans. You got you got thirteen. I wasn't gonna list all those. So. And I only we each only had two. <laughs> and I got like forty million sixes. I've only, I've only given three ones in the whole history of the show. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah. Your your most average ratings actually, Jason, are like four, five, and six. You don't even do half ratings a lot. I think you're the king of the prongs, man. You're about a three handing out motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, Nelson's a hard guy to please, So I gave out... If you you want to go into that, I gave out 16 threes. Jason gave 14, and Bobby gave 21. Mm. But I gave 15 three and a halves. It's still prone. So, you know, yeah. Whereas Jason gave six of those, and you gave nine. I go into the half ratings more than you guys do. I Mm. actually have the complete breakdown of, like, every... It's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bob, Bobby did 262 total reviews. Jason did 131, and I did 128. Oh yeah, because I had a few that mm-hmm. I did when I solo. Did yeah, mm-hmm. so neat. Yes, sir. 76 fives, Bobby. Fuck, sounds about right. There's a lot of cool shit this year. A lot of cool shit, man. It was good though. A lot of reviews. A lot of music. We're going to break that record Wait, next so year. So 40-something plus this. So it's like over 100 of really good fucking albums. That's cool. Oh, if you add them together, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, fucking, five and sixes you had over 100. That's yeah. cool, man. Over 100 of your 262. Like I said, it was a so, good yeah. year. I'm really excited for this fucking year. But then up, you yeah. also said you don't really uh, talk about the suck-ass albums in the oh, reviews. I mean, yeah, there was a lot so of like, fucking... You listen to even more albums than this. <laughs> You know, a lot of turds out there. Maybe, uh, maybe we should open up a service where people can hear all of your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. You got a dollar? Things are coming in 2024, guys. Stay tuned. Me. <laughs> all right, everyone. That is our episode for this week. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode. You did recapping 2023. Mm-hmm. Thanks for hanging out with us all year. We're looking forward to another awesome year with you guys. Oh, this year's gonna be better. So make no, sure we're doing this time, sort mm-hmm. of. <laughs> sort of. Make sure you tune in next week. Fucking tune in. You ain't doing nothing else. We're gonna kick off 2024 
mm-hmm. by discussing the top six opening tracks, mm-hmm. volume two. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's it for this week. That's it. Until next week. Until. Keep it metal. Keep it. And rage with respect. Got a nice healthy do, a nice healthy do, a <laughs> nice healthy do do in it. Mm-hmm. A do do. Just uh, I listen to it a lot because this, the length of the songs matched my travel time. But you're right out there, your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Amy numbers with the run in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too. (laughs) Go back to Dragon, I think, is probably where that started. Dragon (laughs) was a cool song, but this one. (gasps) Church of Misery, born under a mad. (laughs) (laughs) Allergic to my number one here. Uh, Bobby's just getting interrupted. There we go. (laughs) Let's try this again. Take two.